Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Ryan. Our hearts are heavy with what's going on in the world, that's for sure. It's hard to believe that uh, we are living here in safety and uh, there's folks on the other side of the world that are struggling, country being invaded. we got to pray for the Ukrainians and, and uh, the Russian people. You, you, you never know how the, how the people feel on the ground on both sides and... Uh, we know that in these last days, thank you. We know that in these last days, pieces are being moved around prophetically, and so we want to just uh, keep praying and keep our eyes uh, on the Lord for He's coming soon. But it does break our, my heart that uh, we can be living in such relative peace here, and and, and people are struggling. Um, that's normally the case w- with war. Um, But with that said, turn with me in your Bibles uh, to uh, Romans chapter 1 this morning. Romans chapter 1. We're going to be beginning in verse 28. Give me an amen once you are there. And Father, we do come before you again this morning. So grateful, Lord, that you have given us this place to, to come and worship you, Lord, and that we have the freedom in this country to do so. Lord, we do lift up the Ukrainian people, Lord. We know that their cry is, is coming up to your ears. So much suffering, so much devastation and fear. Lord, in all of that, Lord, we know that you are still working in the hearts of men. And so we pray for salvation there, Lord, We pray for this uh, war to cease. And we pray, Father, uh, that your name would be lifted on high. Lord, as we're here studying your word, speak to us, Lord. We have an enemy of our souls trying to invade us. And so your word, Lord, it is the sword of the spirit by which we use to do battle. Teach us today, Lord, pour out your grace. Remove any pride from our hearts and teach us what you would have us to learn. Oh, Lord, I can do nothing without you. So, Lord, pour out your grace. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say amen. All right, so as you know in our our text, Paul the Apostle is writing to that new and thriving church in Rome. It is his desire to visit Rome. He has not been there, uh, but is longing to be able to see them and impart to them some spiritual wisdom to help establish their faith. And uh, and so this beautiful letter to the Romans, uh, a letter of doctrine, uh, and, and in uh, verses 16 and 17, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, 
for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so Paul says that claim confidently, that it is the gospel of Jesus Christ that saves man, no matter who they are, no matter what background they have, the gospel of Jesus Christ saves people. In fact, it's the only way by which men can be saved, that is through Christ Jesus. There is no other name given unto man by which we can be saved. It is the gospel. So he's not ashamed of it. He said for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And that statement basically means to the religious, right? Whether a person has a religious background, like the Jews who have the law, who are under the law, who know the precepts, even though they have those things, even though they are religious, they need salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. But also to the Greek the non-Jew, the, the, those who aren't under the law, those who, who, who don't come from the same type of religious background, to them also, they need the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to be saved by faith, for the just shall live by faith. In other words, the whole world comes under that banner, no matter the background, whether you're a, a terrible heathenistic sinner or a clean-cut religious background person, both desperately need salvation through Jesus Christ. For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. That is a Christian fundamental truth, that there is, there, there is not one that does good, no, not one, except for Jesus Christ. And that is why he came into the world, because if there was good people not needing salvation, he would have never come. But he came to save this world, not to condemn it, but to save it uh, through faith in him. Not to condemn it because the world is already condemned. And so Paul uh, makes uh, the claim of the gospel and the power thereof. Salvation comes by faith. And then he goes on to indict, really, sinful man a Christ-rejecting world in, in the rest of this, this chapter. And that's, that's what we read in verses 18, 18 through 27. Paul would say that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. The non-believing world, folks, the non-believing world, the, the not Christ-following world, perceives that God really exists. They perceive it. Every living creature perceives in their heart that God is real, that they have been created, that there's a creator, and that he's loving and that they should pay him homage and respect and worship. Every creature. But they're suppressing it. They are pretending that God does not exist 
in order that they might live the lives that they want to live. If they acknowledge God, then they have to acknowledge his law and then have to acknowledge that they're not wanting to follow God's ways. And so the world is suppressing the truth. That is a fundamental Christian truth. Paul would go on to say, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. And so we see Paul explaining what happens to man and, and when they continually reject the Lord, that the Lord gives them over to uh, greater darkness, gives them over to their wicked ways. And for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. And we spoke about this last week, lesbianism, likewise homosexuality, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Paul speaks to these sins in particular, that uh, the sin, these sins in themselves are a form of God's punishment and wrath. The spiritual anguish that those who are caught up in those lifestyles is not something that's going to be published or, or told in the, in the media or in school campuses, that it's, it's dangerous psychologically, emotionally, and definitely they're not going to share on what it does to a person spiritually. And spiritually, uh, those particular sins, uh, there is judgment spiritually, and we can't measure what that is. God only knows uh, the anguish that those caught up in it uh, experience. We know from our loved ones that have turned from that lifestyle and have shared with us how uh, deep and how dark and how painful spiritually uh, those lifestyles uh, were upon them. And so we see that. And then in verse 28, we continue with this indictment. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. And so we see here again the words that God uh, gave them over. This is the third time in this chapter where it says God gave them over or gave them up. And there is a truth that when a person constantly rejects the Lord, constantly chooses to not acknowledge God, that they begin to go further and further into their darkness and further and further into depravity, and God gives them over to basically their wishes. If people want to give up on God, then eventually God gives up on those people. And I know that doesn't sound very nice, but I'm talking about those that constantly sin against God's calling for them to change. There comes a point where their hearts are hardened as God hardened the heart of Pharaoh that we read about in the book of Exodus, that God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not heed the things that Moses was preaching to him. And that's why we warn people, turn to God, and we pray for people that their hearts don't get 
hardened. Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 32, that's Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. I'm learning to say it a lot slower out of respect for the body of Christ here at Sweet Hills. Matthew 12, verse 32, Jesus said, anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. What a powerful statement. Any word spoken against the Son of Man will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. How does one sin against the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit draws people to Christ. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment to come. The Holy Spirit tells us, give yourself to Jesus, son or daughter. Give yourself to Jesus. Judgment is coming. You know you're living wrong. You know that God is real. Give your heart to Jesus. He died on the cross for your sin. That work of the Holy Spirit, if one continues to reject that, work of the Spirit of God wooing them to Christ. Where does that end up? But condemnation. It says here that even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. The word debased means to reduce in in estimated rank. Their minds should be here morally. To be debased means to come down some ranks where they ought not to be. Lowered in estimation, reduced in purity, reduced in fineness, reduced in quality, reduced in value, adulterated, which means to add uh, wicked things that one ought not to and, and twisted together, degraded, rendered mean. That's what debase means. And God has given them over who are constantly uh, not wanting to acknowledge God. You see debased living everywhere. I am shocked at the times that we are living in where I can't believe the politicians... I can't believe uh, the famous people on television, the media, the talking heads. I can't believe the decision making being done by our lawmakers. And it goes down from the lawmakers to the average citizen. The media is misleading, dragging uh, our society to places that make no sense. No sense at all. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 5, verse 20 through 21, that's Isaiah 5, verse 20 to 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to care so much about borders on the other side of the world when we cannot guard our own. 
So many things don't make sense. We get preached to by the talking heads and the politicians about justice and injustice when we're killing so many babies in the womb and now even out of the womb in New York City. Where's the basic wisdom? Where's the basic fundamental? The only thing that makes sense to me is that God has given them over to a debased mind. He has given them over. This is why we have to be discerning and test all things. This book is truth. His words are truth and the truth set us free. Oh, I heard on the television, you know, that worked 30 years ago. We're smarter than that. What does God have to say about what's going on? The Lord says, do not judge a matter before it's time. The Lord says that that the first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. You're innocent until proven guilty. Let there be a, a trial. Let there be the gathering of evidence. We live in a, in a world that can care less. It's all emotion. It's all feelings. And feelings are okay in some senses, but not when it comes to justice. We need objective truth from God that says, chill out. You know, we... We have to let the Bible develop our worldview. The Bible develop our home view, our city view. The world's lost. We're reading about it. It's an indictment on them. Their losses can be, and we're gonna, you know, we're not in elementary school anymore, being led around by adults. Guess who's the adult in the room? You are. If indeed, if indeed you've tasted it. Seeing that the Lord is good, you are the adult in the room. You have to speak to those that are lost. Because they are, they are of a debased mind. And this is why when everything went down with COVID and everything went down with the lockdowns and the mandates and stuff, I, we had to look at it in, in, with, with the reality that a lot of this is coming from a debased mind. Unregenerated, people who don't care about our book, don't care about our God at all. Don't acknowledge him at all. Or they patronize him. Which is the worst. I'd rather have the denier than the one who patronizes him, you know? Anyways, I digress. Our world is dark. And I think it's because of this debased mind thing. And it's twisted and it's values and it's perceptions of what is right and what is wrong. In Proverbs 28, verse 5, it says, Evil men do not understand justice. That's Proverbs 28, verse 5. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. God teaches us what is right and what is wrong. Satan says to Eve, Oh, God knows the day that you eat of that fruit, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. In other words, the world that's lost, they're basically telling God, we got it from here, we know what's right, 
We know what's wrong. We got it from here. Same thing like Adam and Eve. Same thing. We got it because Satan told them, you, can, you, can, you don't need God telling you what's right or wrong. You got this. That's the world. We who have bent the knee to our king, we acknowledge to him, lead us, you shepherd us. Because all of us have gone astray. And if all of us have gone astray and there's not one good, no, not one, why on earth are we going to follow our own, uh, uh, our own understanding? And this is what it says, that they, 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 they uh, feel that they're right. Professing to be wise, they become fools. We don't profess to be wise. We profess to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, Violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. What a list. I mean, that list is an indictment of of this Christ-rejecting world. And, you know, Paul would tell Timothy that, you know, this is the way it's going to be in the latter days. It's going to get worse. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. But know this, young Timothy and church here today, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. That's the world we're living in today. It's gotten worse. And you might be thinking, well, you know, my relative who doesn't know Christ, who doesn't walk with the Lord, I don't see them as being that bad. You know, the, the cool thing about Jesus is that he gets to the center of the issue. And the center of the issue isn't necessarily how everyone's behaving on, on the outward appearance. He said it's, it's the inward man or woman. It is written, thou shalt not commit murder, he said. But, you know, if you have hatred for your brother, are you not just about there? Thou shalt not commit adultery, but if you're living a life of lust, isn't, aren't you there? Jesus goes into humanity. That is why there is no one that is good, no, not one. And as, think of your relative who's very nice, <laughs> or a friend, or an acquaintance, very nice, clean cut, good citizen, will do anything for the poor, just really a fantastic person, but they don't think Jesus Christ is God. You don't know how nasty they are inside. And the Bible says that all of us have sinned. 
Maybe you've heard, you know, aunt or uncle, grandma or grandpa or mom or dad or somebody who always been so sweet and so good mumble under their, their breath something nasty about that kind of person or, or, or that friend or that, that kind. See, the Christian has a problem with their thoughts, a good problem. Christians have a problem with their thought life because you're a Christian because we have the Holy Spirit living in us that says, don't even think it. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.